0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to a new podcast from ACUI Region 8. We're excited to bring you relatable and interesting content on all things higher ed, where we meet campus community builders from the US, Ireland, and the United Kingdom, and we get to explore the challenges we face as we attempt to cultivate connection and enhance the student experience. And your co-hosts are...
1: Jesse Santer from University of Massachusetts Lowell. Joanne Dunbar, also from University of Massachusetts Lowell.
0: And me, Ian Russell, from Manute University in Ireland. And today we're talking to Air Morrell from Albertus Magnus College in Connecticut, um, Dee Kennelly from Mary, Mary Mackett College in Limerick in Ireland, and Hayden Green from Manhattan College, Manhattan College, sorry, in New York, and they're going to discuss all things ACUI um, International Program uh, today. Um, so we're absolutely delighted to have you here. So welcome to the podcast. So we are super excited to have you here so just maybe to uh, give our listeners a little bit of context you might just tell us um, your obviously repeat your institution, the role you hold there and just maybe something that you love uh, being about being involved with ACUI so I'm going to start with uh, Dee if that's okay.
2: That's no problem Ian thank you hi everyone and thank you so much for the invite to be involved in the podcast I'm delighted to be contributing to it. Um, As Ian said, my name is Dee Kennelly, and I am General Manager of the Students' Union of Mary Immaculate College, which is based in Limerick in Ireland. I have over 15 years experience in the SU environment, and 11 of those have been in management. And in my role, I have oversight of governance activities, operations, services, and finances of the union. And then I work alongside the elected student officers to support them in the delivery of the representational advocacy and leadership function of the union. What I love about ACUI is the opportunities that it provides. And I suppose through my involvement with ACUI, I have been offered really, really great opportunities. I currently serve as one of the communications coordinators on the regional, regional leadership team for region eight. I have been a faculty member on ACUI digital badge programs I've presented webinars, been a panellist for the Region 8 Conference, and I've also been a judge for ACY's Steal That Idea competition. So a huge mix of opportunities, which I wouldn't have been provided with if I wasn't involved with ACUI. And the conferences and programmes have also provided opportunities to meet with really great people and for us all to share our knowledge, our learning and our experiences.
0: Thanks, Dee. So you're only involved a couple of years then, yeah? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just a few. <laughs> um, Hayden,
3: excellent! And again, thank you so much for uh, for doing this and and uh, bringing us all together. Uh, my name is Hayden Green. I am the director of Multicultural Affairs and Student Development at Manhattan College, which ironically is not in Manhattan; it's in the Bronx, New York. Um, I am also the founding the the founding director of the multicultural center which is a uh, intentional space in uh, our student commons for uh, all identities to find a home to thrive to grow to really uh, express express themselves but also to experience other identities that they may or may not have had an opportunity to do so during high school or years prior. Uh, we we do a lot of programming, a lot of different things inside of the multicultural center. Uh, my role is primarily uh, identity work and and uh, and, and Jedi training, uh, but we uh, but I also do a great deal of leadership. And and look at how the your your identities intersect with your leadership development. Uh, we also have a food insecurities program on campus, for which I am also the head. Uh, so it's a mixed bag here. We are a small college, uh, so a lot of times uh, every role uh, or every person has multiple roles, and that is absolutely true for me as well. Uh, as for ACUI, ACUI is my organization of choice because it is literally a family. Uh it is one of the few professional organizations where uh prior to covid of course, uh hugging was the norm of the day, right? So like, you know, there was a feeling where these are people who understood you, who had been in your shoes, uh and uh, uh and and for in certain circumstances were following behind you and you could create those networks and create that uh, that that collegial experience where uh, you walked into a room and you didn't feel like, oh, I can't talk to that person because they're the president or I can't talk to that person because they have this highfalutin title. Everybody feels like they are totally accessible and totally part of a family. Uh, In terms of my participation, I started out uh, you know, working with CPTs on the regional level. I have sat on the uh, conference planning team for Anaheim, the Anaheim conference. Uh, I've done, I've written for the bulletin. I've done a number of different things for H-U-I. Uh, not least of all, my last uh, recently, uh, the, my stint as uh, board of directors on, on one of the uh, board of directors. Uh, so, and and again, uh, I look forward to other roles that I will also have in the uh, in the region and nationally uh, coming up because ACUI, like I said, feels like family for me.
0: Thanks, Hayden. I have to say, it's uh, it's something unusual, but it's 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 permeated through all of our interviews. Is that word "family" seems to come up consistently, and I'm I, and I'm not. I don't want to, um, you know, uh, belittle other organisations, but I, I very rarely hear that consistent theme come through, um, as as much as I have in ACUI. Um, but uh, thanks for that. Um, and now we're going to hand you over to Aaron.
4: Hey everyone! Uh, Thanks again for inviting me to participate today. I'm really excited for this conversation. Um, So my name is Erin Morell. I'm the associate dean for campus activities and orientation at Albertus Magnus College, which is a small Catholic school in New Haven, Connecticut. Um, I've been involved with ACUI since I was a grad student, Um, and then as a new professional, I would say that um, I held various different positions at the regional level, um, on the CPT and leading up to the RLT, I was also conference chair. Um, and on the international level, I've also been involved quite a bit um, you know, with CPTs and the volunteer development team. And I currently serve on the education and research fund team. And so um, it's just been a really wonderful experience, I would say. What I love about ACUI is that when I first started out in this field, Um, Like Hayden said, it's a family and I really felt that because I when I started my position here at Albertus, um, no one else did ACY or even knew what ACY was, but I went to a conference and immediately was put on a conference committee and everyone helped me and got me to learn how to do my job and how to work with students and really pulled me under their wing and helped me so much. And I've tried to do that with others since I that was done for me when I was younger, um, and you know it, it's not to say that my school hasn't been wonderful to me because they have, um, but because I didn't have a, a, what you would call an ACI person here, my ACY people became the folks at other schools, um, and they really guided me and helped me throughout my career and still t- still do to this day. And so I think the the family aspect that Hayden um, spoke about is really what I feel every day when I volunteer with ACY, but I also feel like I can give back way more than I ever got from ACY because I um, I have the experience to be able to share that with others and say, this is an organization that you should be part of because we take care of everyone that is a part of it. We're very inclusive. We want everyone to feel that this is a place where they can come and, and share their experiences and be a part of something. So that's why I love ACY.
0: Thanks, Aaron. Um, and I, you know, it's, it's only struck me and uh, when, when, when you all talk there, I mean, the amount of experience and uh, history with H- ACUI, all three of you have, it's, it's, it's I almost feel like we're um, in the presence of legends at this stage, uh, even before we start. Um, but it is great to hear so so much experience with ACUI and such positive thoughts. I suppose we're here today just to talk about all things uh, in relation to the international programme. I suppose, and just to give a bit of context, I mean, and now Aaron could outdo me here, but in terms of um, the international programmes has started way back as far as the mid-2000s in terms of when we used to travel over. And uh, we've had a few visits over our side of the pond as well, which has, has been phenomenal. And I know I just saw, uh, sorry, Facebook, Aaron, yourself and Michelle McGraw, you know, coming over to Bath and everything, uh, you know, I suppose at the end of, I think it was 2009 or 10. Um, so, you know, you're well steeped in, in the international programme, but I suppose we had to make a big shift last year, like everybody else did with, with COVID and the pandemic, where we went completely virtual, and we weren't able to um, travel to um, a regional conference uh, last year and again the decision was was again made this year to keep it virtual because obviously there was so much uncertainty about what was going going on um, but i think um we've managed to build on um you know the best of kind of the of what happened last year and um, but also there's the hope that we will return to the in-person bit next year hopefully and we with- We'll get to see hopefully few is Hayden at some stage, maybe, even though I know we're different regions, but it would be fantastic to catch up. Um, but I suppose just to maybe start the conversation, I was just wondering, um, and this is for all, um, I mean, could you maybe just give the listeners an idea of kind of why did you decide to participate in the kind of the international experience? Um, could I go with you, Erin? Sure.
4: Yeah, so, you know, Ian's right, I, I've been involved with the international piece of our regional conference, I guess, for quite some time, I guess, when we first started doing it. I want to say, correct me if I'm wrong, Ian, it was back in 2006 or so um, at the regional conference, which was at UConn, and I was the conference chair at the time, so I wasn't involved in the Planning of the international piece, but it was a part of the conference that I was in charge of. And I just remember seeing people get off the bus that day when it when they came to stores and they were so excited. And then years, the year, the year after that, um, that I was conference chair, I ended up being the person in charge of the international part of the conference with Ed Cabellan, um, who at the time uh, worked at Bridgewater State. Um, and so I think that, you know. Doing the online version of this, the, the, the only piece you're missing is the in-person part, right? Because the, the relationships are still there. My school did this last year and and my staff really benefited from it, wanted to, to participate in something because you know, we always do the, the regional conference and we always get something out of it, but there's something to be said about meeting brand new people that you've never talked to before and learning about how they operate on their campus, whether it's similar to what you do or totally different. Um, and meeting the students that, that that folks work with across the pond and, and sharing the experiences we have here in the United States with folks, I think is just so unique that we have um, And being able this year to partner with Region 7 and Region 8 to be able to offer this, I think, is really awesome, because I don't think we do enough of that collaborating, especially Region 7, who really is right up against us physically, um, I think is really awesome. And so being able to combine together and have these conversations and be able to have conversations offline via email and do our separate meetings outside of the international program has been really beneficial. I had someone from D School reached out to someone on my staff to ask about, you <laughs> Uh, prevention of gender-based violence and some materials that we had, which I was able to provide to them. And those are conversations that aren't happening during this program, but happen on the side and can really benefit us. And I just want to encourage everyone to to be able to do that so that you build these relationships because these are going to last for longer than this short program that we all have together. So I just, I think it's wonderful. And I I hope everyone in the future, if we continue to offer this, even if we go back to in-person conferences, I hope that we can offer an online version of this for folks who aren't able to travel all the time because not everyone is um, and this is so beneficial and you can do it from the comfort of your office or your home.
0: Yeah, absolutely, Aaron. And uh, we won't talk about two thousand and six because I, I I think we may have um, uh, traumatized the bar manager in in Yukon in the hotel at the time. I, I don't think he saw the stock run out as fast as he as as he, he has in or has since maybe. Uh, but I think certainly we added a flavour to that particular yes. conference. But it was it was absolutely fantastic, and certainly was my first experience, and I I still remember it well. And like I said, it's it's just phenomenal. And we're trying to kind of tell other people to get involved, and and and, and as you say, you know, to pass on that information to create those relationships. We interviewed, you know, the CPT leadership from both Region 7 and Region 8 as one of our first podcasts. And, you know, both Aaron and Anthony uh, both uh, mentioned the fact about you know these relationships going out and you never know when you're going to meet these people you know you can meet them across an interview pan- panel either as a, as, a, as an interviewee or as an interviewer or you may need as just what you just suggested there and you know uh, some, somebody in Dee's uh, team wants to find out about a certain uh, information and you don't always get that through conferences you know it's when those relationships start to build up you know you kind of say actually I'm going to just reach out and see you know what I'm going to get and I, I think that's phenomenal um, and certainly that was the hope um, as regards um, when we were putting this together uh, this year, and I think what we were we were really excited, and, and Joanne can you know uh, you know back me you up know, on, on this is that it was just so fantastic that we were able to add Region Seven on. You know, I know in terms of the circumstance how we came together. You know, people may say you know there was certain conversations around that, but immediately from our perspective, this is fantastic. We get to add another region and get to spread that kind of that fantastic message. You know, you can engage with people but not just within the US, but beyond that. Um, But absolutely, thanks for that. Um, Dee, do you want to come in there?
2: Yeah, so we participated in the experience last year. um, And I suppose the online delivery of the programme, and Erin has touched on this, it kind of allowed the experience to be opened up to all of the staff. um, And all of the staff really enjoyed it. And it was a great way to open the ACY network To staff and elected officers because I suppose we'd be talking about ACY, we would have gone to the conferences previously, we would have done the the study tours as part of the conference but not everybody was able to go and I suppose it was difficult for them to kind of get a sense of okay well what's this ACY thing about. So I think the international program being delivered online has really opened it up to all of the staff particularly on this side of the pond and I completely agree with Erin that even if we do go back to a kind of an in-person conference next year to try and keep some of the the virtual online element of it because it really really is great Um, and I suppose with last year being the first year of the international program online it was new to everybody so I don't think we kind of got a sense of how it was going to work or what was expected of us and I think because we're back participating in it again this year, I think we're able to build on that. Um, and we're able to say, well, you know what, we're really gonna develop our connections with Aaron because we were obviously partnered last year with Albertus Magnus. So we, we really want to develop those connections and to also welcome Hayden to the group and to learn about Hayden and to, to learn about his work at Manhattan College. But I really think it's a great way to support the international piece of acui in terms of connecting you know we mentioned that family aspect on the call earlier and i suppose sometimes when you're on this side of the pond it's harder to get a sense of that family um, side of things but things like this certainly help and they certainly help us to be more involved and to get to know people on you know in the region um, as well as region seven so yeah i think that's why we're participating again this year
0: fantastic yeah and it's great that you know and again this is one of the aims is those relationships start to grow and they go beyond just you know a, a set period of time um you know and i suppose what it should have said at the start is that both or that mary malett um college uh, albertus and and college, they're all grouped together, they're, 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 part, they're partnering together and there's mm-hmm. other groupings across the, 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 the two regions as well who are partnering together and sharing information about their different institutions and, and, and sh- sharing information about maybe other areas that they, they don't have commonalities and they're looking for information on that. Thanks for that Dee. Hayden, do you want to maybe just give us an idea as to why you and your institution decided to participate in this programme?
3: Well, most of my work is based on identity work and multiculturalism and worldviews are very important to how we develop those identities. And so and it, any opportunity to uh, experience those worldviews firsthand for myself, I was always going to jump on. Uh, and so one of the greatest things about Uh, The ACUI family is that eyepiece, you know, Association of College Unions International. Uh, And one of, you know, the greatest thing or one of the greatest things about going to the conference is running into our uh, members from the, you know, the British Isles or from Australia, or, you know, every now and again, when we finally get somebody from Canada to come down. you know those those experiences that they have with this with this thing that we have a, a very limited view of in terms of student engagement. Those experience uh, their experiences tend to widen my own appreciation of what we do here, uh, and 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 there are ideas that that can be shared, and and so we at any any point in time, you know, our international members are at high demand. So it's like, hey, listen, tell me more about your drinking policies with your pubs or tell me about how you you work with your athletic teams and and your co-curricular stuff and stuff like that and, and but everybody's trying to ask that same question right so it's it's very hard to, to 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 wrangle our international members into a conversation because everybody's trying to do that kind of that same kind of uh, idea sharing so to have this program where it's dedicated you have a dedicated person where you can spend an extended amount of time have that conversation really tease out these ideas and find out where there's a differentiated way of doing something in a different part of the country or even with aaron like you know just up the uh, I- I- i95 may have a different way of doing it uh, and just really having that opportunity to really have those conversations in a more intentional and uh, uh, you know, expanded way was really, really attractive to me. And I I really look forward to doing it. So um, that's one of the reasons that when I, you know, when the opportunity came around, I just jumped on it. Uh, plus I wanted to get in on what seemed to be a really cool relationship. And, and uh, in case, you know, maybe get an invite across the pond, you know what I mean?
0: <laughs> you're you're always welcome, Hayden. We're always telling people come on over. Uh, we'd be delighted to have you. Um, but th- thank you for sharing your your kind of insights as to your reason for joining up with the program. Um, and certainly, I hope over the num- next number of weeks, um, you know, as the program officially kicks off this Thursday, that we won't disappoint over that time. But certainly, I think aside from the content that you know the likes of myself and Joanne have put together, you know, ultimately the at the core of it is those relationships that they may go beyond that. You know, and it's and it's not just region eight; it's region eight and region seven you know and it's not just uh, america it's american ireland and the uk you know and it's it's so there's a lot of relationship building there and hopefully that that will certainly uh, come to fruition over the next number of weeks and beyond um so i'm i'm going to hand you over to jesse
1: d this one is for you um tell us a bit about your partner pairing
2: Okay, so the three institutions are paired for this year. And as we mentioned, our institution was partnered with Erin and her team um, in Albertus Magnus last year. Um, so our three institutions are a similar size in terms of our student numbers, and we offer similar programs of study. So the programs which MIC or Mary I offer are across the spectrum of education. So it ranges from early childhood education, right up to PhD level. And we also offer programs across the liberal arts and theater studies. Albertus Magnus is a liberal arts college and Manhattan College offers programs in education as well as liberal arts. So I suppose in that regard, our students are studying uh, similar programs. Uh, There's also a Catholic history which connects the three institutions. Um, As Mary I was founded by the Sisters of Mercy and Erin and Hayden, correct me if I'm wrong on this, but Albertus Magnus was founded by the Dominican Sisters of Peace and Manhattan College by the Brothers of the Christian Schools. And right. interesting... Formerly an known interest- as
3: the Lasallian Brothers.
2: Yes, and interestingly enough, actually, I think that when Albertus Magnus was founded first, it was founded as a women's college. And when Mary I would have started first, all of our graduates would have been female because pr- back then um primary school teaching would have been a predominantly female education um so it's interesting um to see those little trends that are going across the three institutions um but i suppose our pairing first met in june 2021 as part of the the international program when it kicked off first and then we organized to meet again in august 2021 so our staff kind of connected with each other to say hello and Obviously, our staff um, here in Mary I and Aaron's staff in Albertus Magnus were, were familiar with each other um, from, from last year in the partnership. And outside of that, then, our staff have been planning to connect with each other separately to the scheduled program meetings, as Erin had mentioned. And I know that some of them have already been in contact. Um, and as Aaron had said, you know, to find out about things that are being done, On their campus that we're looking for information on or support on or even just tips on how to run campaigns around different things Um, and there's a plan then for the three of us to meet separately to those conversations as well and I think we're actually supposed to be meeting uh, today separate to the podcast just to kind of link in and see how things have been going for us uh, since our students have returned to campus and you know I'm really looking forward to developing our connections because I suppose we're going to be able to share our experiences and our learnings and also to get to know each other um, a bit better and I suppose the three of us are working at a similar level in our organizations and I think we could also be a really good support network for each other in terms of dealing with issues or even just having a chat about things um, and a chat with people who you don't get to see every day which is great that is outside kind of like your normal bubble or your normal sphere that you would link in. So yeah, that's the story of our pairing.
0: You really got the, the the heavy load there. The uh, have been directed at you you had to memorize all that, but that was really good. And can I just say, as 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 an alum, alumni member of Mary Macklet College, I personally, when I was in the student group, I personally thanked the registrar for letting guys into the college <laughs> back in the in the late sixties. Otherwise, I don't know where I would have ended up because I had an answer <laughs> ball in Mary, I, and it's it was fantastic. But it, I suppose when we were trying to pair institutions up, we were trying to be intentional as guards, that there was very common linkages there and. And thankfully, in terms of uh, Man- Manhattan College, Alberta Seminary, there was very um, obvious links there. Um, that certainly, I think, there was it would create uh, obviously, I suppose, a start of a conversation. But hopefully, uh, you know, share experiences
3: as well. Thanks for that. We, but I had uh, to say that we started off as a single-sex college as well, but the other side of it, we were uh, hey. all males college, um, and uh, and and then we and the first people that were graduates of Manhattan College were nuns. So that's where they started, or the first women graduates were nuns and that's where they started instituting women into the college. And, and now we're actually about 50-50, ironically.
0: And this is history that, you know, I suppose today it can get forgotten very quickly, mm-hmm. um, you know, especially in kind of the area of social media when stuff is changing so quickly. You know, it's not that long ago, you know, when, the, you know, there were, you know, one sex colleges or universities and then, you know, they expanded. So it's it's good to 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 kind of hold on to that history, whether it was right or wrong at the time. But at least we kind of see where it's come from and you can begin to see maybe how cultures have developed in, in that time. Absolutely.
1: Great points. And I am really interested in, Do you touched on this a little bit. Um, what do you each see as sort of the value for you in being a part of this international experience? And I think that at some point you've probably all touched on this answer in different questions. But Hayden, specifically for you, knowing this is your first time participating in this program, I would love to start with you and hear about how you feel.
3: I, so I, I think that there are, uh, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of myopathy that goes on with uh, a higher education. You know, we are, we tell our students that you you don't, you have no idea what it is that you don't know, right? So there is, there's this whole world that's open to you. Uh, and so we have, and We have gone around in our different professional organizations and hammered out ideas and and exchanged ideas and and figured out how things work best for ourselves here in the United States. Um, But when you start to leave the shores, you start to realize that there are much better ways of doing different things around the world. And being open to hearing what those things are is I think a benefit that will, that's underlying to this program, just in general. Uh, So, you know, whether I find that in, you know, Connecticut, or I find that in Ireland, um, just uh, opening my mind to hearing about other ways of doing things, I think will make me a better administrator. I love that.
1: And I totally agree. This is my first time. I mean, I'm a Co-coordinator of the program, but my first time participating in this. And so it's been so um, great for me to learn so much from Ian and just all these different perspectives and um, network that I'm able to build. So I've really enjoyed being a part of the international experience so far. And I know that it doesn't officially kick off until this Thursday. So we haven't really gotten to like the meat of the programming, but Erin and Dee, you've participated in this in many different facets. And so I would love to hear, maybe we can start with Erin and then we'll end with Dee. Um, For you both, what have you seen in in many iterations of this, the value for you? And what I think is neat about this year is, and last year as well, is this like exchange of information between our international delegates and our domestic schools as well. Whereas traditionally the international folks come to the US, this is like a, a unique opportunity to share perspectives on learning.
4: Yeah, so, you know, I've had the privilege to go twice across the pond. One in 2005, I went to Ireland when we had a conference at University College Cork. And then in 2010, when we went to London uh, or England, I should say, because we went all around London and the outskirts of London um, for another exchange. And so doing that piece for me, going to different countries was an experience in itself, but also immersing myself in a conference while we were there, but then also the touristy things that you can do, but also making friends with the folks that do the same type of work that you do and learning from them while visiting their countries. Um, was phenomenal and then I think bringing them to the United States when they've come across has been really wonderful because you want to showcase everything that you have to offer, whether it's being hosted at your school or some other school, you just want to show everything that we're great at and that we do well, right? But learning from them as well, because, you know, there's sometimes there's a very different model of how things are run in the UK and Ireland um, and being able to learn from them and how they do things, I think is so wonderful and such a great part of this program because, you know, no one has all the answers and no one is doing it hundred percent right 100 percent of the time Um, and there's not necessarily a right way to do things it's just the way that works best for your institution and the students that you service and so I think learning from Dee and Hayden and the other schools that are part of the program and from Ian and you Joanne and everyone else involved is what's what's great about this program whether it's in person or online you learn from the other folks involved you learn from what they're presenting on I mean last year there was a presentation on you know, student organizations. And, you know, I have 20 years of working with student organizations, and you can still learn something new every single time you listen to someone else present on it. Because last year, I think Jeff Peltier might have been part of a presentation. And I listened and was like, wow, we never did that here. Maybe we should try that here. And, you know, so it's, and it's, you know, you can adapt. So I'm a small school in, in Hayden, or work at small schools. Jeff works at a very large institution, but doesn't mean because someone else works at a different type of school that you can't take bits and pieces of what other people do and try to adapt it to your environment. And so that's, what's a really great part about this program. And I look forward to the sessions that we'll have as a full group for this program, because I can learn from each and every person, something about what they do every day. And and I hope that they can learn something from my institution as well. Um, I know that we were invited to showcase our uh, new campus, newly renovated campus center uh, later this uh, fall. And so we're looking forward to doing that because we opened with our renovation in January of 2020 and then shut down because of COVID and weren't open again until August of last year and so really this school year is the first year that we're seeing the busyness in our building um, and it's been wonderful and, and a lot of what I learned through this project was from my colleagues in ACUI of how to do a renovation what can go wrong in a renovation and how to deal with stuff on the back end once it opens and so that's again it's just a learning experience and I'm always excited to learn and I think Dean and Hayden probably feel the same way.
3: I think, not to cut you off, Dee, but I think one of the other things that is also great about the sharing of information is the new eyes concept. Like, you know, in telling somebody about what it is that you do, that question is like, huh, well, why do you guys do it that way? And then having to explain why you do something I'm like, yeah, I, I, you know what? I don't actually know why we do it that way. And it's that those fresh eyes. When you have to explain things to people that make you reevaluate and reassess what it is that you're doing. And that's extremely valuable.
4: Yeah, definitely.
0: Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and how many times have you gone into an institution and you kind of go, why did you do that? Well, that's the way we've always done it. You know, and whilst, okay, it's an answer, but it's not always necessarily the right answer you know you you know you should be able to explain it um and i, I just want to kind of put in there and this is a plug for joanne really in terms of because i think when joanne came in here into the program and putting it together she was really really strong in making sure that there was that kind of joint sharing of information uh you know because it was always seemed to be you know the us side was always sharing information which was great we, you know we were brilliant because we were getting so much out of it but Joanne was saying, well, actually, you know, we want to get something out of this as well, but, you know, because there's a lot to be learned both sides, you know, and I and I I'm hope I I we hope certainly I think and certainly I think certainly we've tr- we've achieved that that we've got that balance between the kind of non-US and US uh, you know putting the information there and like I said and I think it makes for more balanced relationships and like I said it creates a, gr- a great relationship. It's not all one-sided, um, and certainly you know that's she's added so much to that, um, and certainly kind of for my plug, it's been just an absolute pleasure working with her, you know, in terms of international, <laughs> and I'm showing her how not to do things okay just to be clear about that wow. um you know <laughs> but it's been absolutely fantastic in that sense sorry joanne
1: i appreciate that and it's been even better having our bonus region of region 7 to help present and share to yourself
0: absolutely so, like Joanne said, you know, it, it seems like we we kicked off a long time ago, and 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 in some sense we we did because we obviously look for people to you know to apply for this program, and then we partner people up. And I suppose what we learned from last year was that, you know, because we kind of started very late in putting the program together, people didn't get a chance to know know each other. So, mm-hmm. like for the last two three months, and this is fantastic, the partners have been meeting each other, and their staffs have been meeting each other, which is absolutely brilliant. But the actual official program doesn't start till this Thursday where we kick off with a panel on the whole um, issue around, uh, you know, us uh, higher education transitioning back to campus over the last number of months and kind of how they're looking towards what's the rest of the semester and the rest of the year going to look like. But Hayden, can I just ask in terms of, you know, in, in the specifics, and I know we've talked about kind of generally, you know, kind of, you know, why can't people sign up, but I just want to, could you, is can you tell us maybe something, you know, that you're excited about, or you might be interested in learning in the coming weeks as part of the program, you know, as you've seen some of the stuff that's going to be, we're going to be discussing over the next number of weeks and months.
3: Yeah, and, and you hit right upon it, uh, we are in unprecedented uh, times, right, where nothing that we have done before is guaranteed to work again, and so we are all floundering trying to Find the thing that will, you know, recreate the community that we had before. Or more importantly, how do we rec- how do we create new communities that are uh, that that are will work in the new normal? And so, uh, we have it, it, traditionally in the United States getting news internationally is really difficult, right? It is it is all very. Curated and and sanitized, and so it. I'm really looking forward to hearing uh, what what new methodologies are being used in different parts of the world in order to deal with a post COVID environment, and and how they're creating communities that are going to be responsive to that, uh, that are bringing people back. One of the things that we have been struggling with here at Manhattan College is. There's a resocialization piece where uh, our students have not had face-to-face interactions with people for 18 months per se, and, and definitely haven't had it with people that they don't know. And so how, you know, everything from how do you make new friends, or how do you greet people, or how do you write proper proper emails when when dealing with uh friends and 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 colleagues and more importantly administration and and faculty on the campus Uh, and how do you train that all of a sudden but also just really helping our students to uh find a value in having face-to-face communication again uh one of our things is that one of the things that we've known is that they are no longer they were no longer reliant on us to create their social bonds, and so you know your welcome weeks and your you know your get to know you programs on campus are you know they now they've got to have fireworks in them in order to to grab people in, is because our students have found their groups their their crew their their tribe, uh, you know digitally, and so all of the programs that we do online sorry, in person, uh, are going to have to be just that much more exciting. And, uh, and, and, and again, I reiterate, we are all trying to figure this out for ourselves. And, 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 and I look forward to hearing that discussion about whether those things are different from, you know, our experiences here in the States, uh, as opposed to everywhere else in the world. And so that's one of the things I'm really listening out for, like, what does the post COVID world look like? in the different parts of the world.
0: Yeah, I and I have to say, and what struck me as you were talking there, and I think all of you said this at some stage um, throughout the, the conversation was that, you know, no, not one person, you know, or department has all the answers. Um, you know and uh, we had an earlier podcast around another topic around the flexibility in work um, and I think the term was put you know to if so, if anybody comes into your office or into into a workplace and says I have all the answers start checking the BS meter you know because there's going to be a little bit of a whiff around that office um, you know and I suppose a big part of uh, yeah I see Joanne yeah it's yeah, there right. you know but I suppose the the, the, one of the big parts and again it's to come back to that family bit that we we're talking about ACUI and the relationships but even around this podcast and our international program I suppose what we're trying to create not just the relationships but it's the conversations around these topics you know because I and this is a personal thing and I don't know how people feel about this but I always find that you know when you're in the big meeting, sometimes the solutions don't come come naturally and then suddenly you're having a cup of coffee with somebody and through the conversation something sparks and suddenly you have the either the kernel or the start of, of a solution to something that, you know, people were thinking for 60, 90, 120 minutes in a meeting and just didn't get their heads around it. And I suppose it's to, these, this international problem for me really is to try and create those spaces where we can have those conversations and the creativity sparks, you know, and we kind of get take something from Region 7 and Region 8 and you take something from Ireland or the UK and suddenly you kind of start to get a, a, a kind of a novel solution that maybe nobody thought about originally. And certainly that's that was kind of what was going through my head, certainly Hayden, when you were talking there and certainly I think it's about the conversations and certainly our hope is that you know you'll have plenty of those and hopefully you know as we start to move hopefully into this post-COVID world and I know we're not completely through it yet but certainly as we we move through it and look towards the end that we will start to begin to see solutions that will start to map out or, or create pathways for us as we go forward um but um, I don't know if Dee or, or, or Aaron want to come in there in terms of is there anything specific or something of interest that you want to get out or you, you'd like to see in, in the in the coming weeks?
1: I have a lawnmower outside my window.
0: Talk away. <laughs> <laughs> That's the joys of a podcast. Uh, we can edit as, as need be. Uh, but anyway. Um, do you
2: know what? I think i suppose just just to look at the program as a whole right i think having been being having been involved in the you know the conference study tours or the the campus visits it's a totally different experience in terms of the international program and i mean that from the perspective of the value is now actually on the partnerships in terms of developing them the fact that we have we're able to build those connections because i suppose when we did the campus study tours like they were really great, but everything happened so quickly because we were moving from place to place that I suppose we didn't really get a chance to meet people or connect with people. You know, we heard people talk and they spoke to us about the different services and facilities that were on offer in a building, but we were moving so quickly from place to place that we never got an opportunity to develop those connections. And I think that's the great thing about the structure of the program now Is that it gives you the value to connect, or there's greater value on connecting with and getting to know the staff in the other institutions, which I think is really, really brilliant. And I mean, the the campus study visits, they were great, you know, they were a really good experience. But as I had said earlier, like there was only so many of us who could go on them because we were quite limited in terms of the people who we could bring. And I think this just really opens up ACUI to staff who. Wouldn't normally get to experience it but also to find out about institutions that they wouldn't ordinarily have known about or be familiar with and it really widens um their network for them which i think is really great but that is a total side to the to the question that you asked but i suppose it's just something that i have been reflecting on um having been involved in both i think this really has a really good benefit to it um and that goes, that comes back to yourself, Ian and Joanne as well, you know, in terms of the work that you've put into it. Um, but like myself and Erin, and Erin can comment on this if she wants, but I remember when we met last year um, for the first time, I think it was around the time where we had received the announcement that we were gonna be moving online. So we had been preparing for lectures to be delivered on campus. And then all of a sudden there was this announcement on a Friday evening that no, everything is moving online. And I think Erin and her team got us at a really bad time because we were trying to figure out this whole thing. Like we were so prepared to have everybody back. And then all of a sudden it was such a shock to the system that, okay, wait, they're not coming back. But the great thing was the support that they gave us. And they listened to us. We were like, oh, my God, this has happened. You know, we don't know what to do. But it was great to relate to them in the sense that, you know, they were talking then about their events being online and they were having the same issues as us. And it was such a reality check. It was like, okay, hold on a minute. This just isn't this isn't just us. This is them as well. And they're way over there across the pond and they're experiencing the exact same thing. So we think that was a real positive for us in terms of the program and the connections that we've built.
4: Yeah, I think that what you know, what Dee was saying about our us finding out what you know, right when they found out that they were gonna continue to be online and their students weren't coming back and you know. Th- they're about a month behind us in terms of when their school opens and stuff normally so you know we were like oh yeah we're already there so what do you need help with we can help you we've been doing this for 30 days already so you know oh we need to move orientation online sure we can tell you how to do that you need to move events online we're already doing that what, what can we tell you what can we help with and I think that was just a really nice piece of it I think another piece too which is been really nice this year so far is that I, you know, I know Hayden from going to in-person ACY events, but I don't really know a ton about Hayden's school before this program, um, and so learning more about his institution has been really um, valuable because you know he's someone I could reach out to as a resource not just as a person, but as his institution as well, because it's a small school. And I hope that I can be a resource to him because he's a one person office. And I know what that used to be like for me. I'm not that way anymore, but I used to be that. And so feeling like you can help others, I think is really a beneficial piece of this. And um, and and, and I, our schools have really developed that relationship and now bringing Hayden into the mix has been really wonderful piece of this. And And then the other layer of all the other schools that we will get to know through the process starting later this week. So it's just a multi-layered type of uh, pr- program. And I think that, you know, we said this earlier, continuing something like this in the future, even if it's online, I think could be beneficial because, you know, we've been able to offer this twice now and it's been free. And it's so many more people have access now to this sort of participation in this experience. And I really hope that more people can take advantage of it in the future, even if they're not able to attend in person, because, you know, we all know what it feels like to have your colleagues and your friends go to an in-person conference and you're back at the office because you had to let someone else go that year. And, you know, if we have an experience that um, we can allow multiple people to participate in, I I don't see why we wouldn't do that. And and schools should definitely think about offering that to to every level at your institution, right?
0: Yeah. Sorry, I, I hate to say it, but, you know, as the three of you talked there, it almost sounds like a therapy group because you're all supporting each other through all the difficult times, um, you know, and, 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 and I suppose that's what about was because you said, you know, you were a month ahead of us. And then suddenly we all got this massive announcement and we were, I have to say, I agree with Dee, we were crushed because we, we were really full on to go have on campus stuff. And then suddenly it was just pulled That it was like the rug was being pulled from under our, our, our feet. And I had a similar experience with um, Dejaneh who I worked with last year, you know, she, kind of, she was able to say that this is what we were doing in UMass Lowell. So absolutely. And it's great that, that you were able to support each other. Um, you know, but can I, I just want to pe- pe- pick up at a point before I, I hand you over to Joe because I know we're going to kind of go into the lighter stuff here. But what, I, what I've what i loved about um, ACY as well is that I remember when I first went over, um, sorry, not the first, it was the second year, I think it was in UMass Boston, and I remember walking into Jeff Combs' uh, centre and seeing this, I think it was 85 million I think they had spent on this new student centre, it wasn't long open, and we were just going, wow, how can we even aspire to this, you know, 85 million, you know, we probably built three buildings of that here, uh, not now with, with construction inflation, but at the time we could have probably built three buildings. But once we started talking, and this is where the relationship comes in, when we started talking to Jeff and some of his staff and, and other offices. What we began to realize is that we were all kind of in some ways struggling with the same sort of problems, trying to engage students, you know, and, and get them involved in programs that we were delivering. And that's not all the case, but certainly, certainly the 85 million didn't become an issue anymore. It was more about the people and how do we get people involved and, you know, and how do we get them involved in programs and part of the, our community within our own institution. So that's what I've loved about ACY is kind of you strip back the kind of the money bit in some senses. You kind of look at what problems are, are being posed and we can have genuine conversations around that, irrespective and Aiden, I, hear, I feel your pain, I'm a one person office as well, looks after orientation, I have student organizations and all that sort of stuff, and you wear many, many hats and sometimes you feel like you're wearing them at the same time, uh, you feel like you have about three bowler hats on at the same, I love it, good. Yeah, where's the other, see, it's put the other two or three on that, that's the difficult bit. And it's color coordinating as well. That's the problem. For people who can't see this, Hayden's got a fantastic kind of whiny red hat on, and it looks pretty cool. Um, I must get one myself. But 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 it is. But again, you can share those conversations kind of around those, you know, one person offices or limited resources. You know, we kind of have similar issues and we kind of have those conversations, but we all come out of it from a different way. Um, that Again, that's just what struck me through the conversation. And that's what I love about these podcasts is those conversations, just stuff starts to kind of spark around these different things. I'm going to, so I, I do believe we're going to go on to the lighter stuff now because we do promise to get people out within about 60 minutes. So I'm going to hand you over to Joe for tonight or stuff.
1: Excellent. All right. So we like to end each podcast with just a couple of quick fire questions. These are meant to just be fun, light, and for listeners to get to know you all a little bit better. Um, so I have two questions that I'll ask you. And really just the first thing that pops into your mind is what we're looking for. And we'll start with D and then Hayden and then go to Aaron. So first question is favorite vacation that you've been on.
2: The favorite vacation that I've been on is to Nice in the south of France, so much so that it's now become an annual vacation, except I haven't been there since uh, August 2019 because of something called COVID. But can't (laughs) wait, dying to get back there. Yeah, so currently planning that.
1: That sounds amazing. I hope you get back soon. You're overdue. Definitely.
3: Um, For me, uh, I, I have to say it was my Dubai trip. Um, and because we didn't do the, the, the the regular Dubai kind of like go to, uh, the, the fancy, we went to other Emirates as well, and were able to. Really experienced the UAE uh, before the oil hit, and so really immerse ourselves in in a lot of the souks and a lot of the 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 culture before the fantastic buildings and the futuristic stuff. And so, it, you know, as as a lot of you know, I'm a photographer, and those pictures are still some of my greatest work.
1: Oh, that sounds amazing! I need to travel in better places. I feel like I don't do enough. <laughs> Um, For me,
4: I would say uh, Hawaii, because it was a a trip that was on mine and my family's bucket list for a really long time. Um, And the reason it was probably my favorite is because it's a place where I didn't expect to enjoy so much. Um, I knew I would love to see like what Hawaii looked like and maybe enjoy some of the touristy things, but I'm not really a beach person, um, but I was able to really relax in Hawaii and disconnect. And because it's a, depending on the time of year, five or six hour time difference, um, work couldn't bother me. So that was wonderful. So I was able to really disconnect and relax and enjoy and I actually enjoyed the beach because I didn't have to, I didn't feel like I had to spend the whole time at the beach. Um, But we stayed at a really nice resort, got to do a lot of things and we were there for over a week, so it was really enjoyable and and probably one of my better vacations in terms of relaxing, so it was nice.
1: I've been in Hawaii. It's beautiful there. Also, I feel like Erin just unlocked a secret. That's the key. Travel to a different time zone. Yes. Really get off the grid.
0: I can agree with that. When we go to 2I conferences, by the time we kind of get up and started, it's nearly two or three o'clock in the afternoon in Ireland. I'm kind of Ah, oh, sure, another couple of hours. They'll be, they'll be closed. A business will be closed for the day, so we can wait. We'll do it later on. It's fine.
1: right. <laughs> I mean, um, okay, last question. What are you currently reading, watching, or listening to? And we'll do the same order. Uh,
2: currently listening to the Dropout Elizabeth Holmes on Trial podcast. Which
1: is very good. We ask these questions really so we can just get recommendations for ourselves. <laughs> uh,
3: we, my family and I, are cinephiles, so we are currently uh, binging out the uh, the What If series from Marvel. Um, I got my whole family into in, into Marvel; they are all now junkies, and now they tell me when stuff is coming on, which is a win in parenting in my in my. <laughs>
1: You did something
0: right there,
3: Hayden. Can <laughs> I ask, Hayden, what's your
0: favorite "What If" episode so far?
3: Mine, personally. Yeah, um, it, it 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 might be the Killmonger one, um, but this last one was kind of a doozy—the one with the Watcher is, and and um, and Ultron—is that's a that's a little bit of a mind bender. No spoilers.
0: Now we're not there yet. Here, in no, National no, UK. I'm
3: not. I'm, I'm no spoilers, but that episode kind of makes you. Challenge what you thought you knew about the universes, and it gives you into this whole theoretical. Like, well, if this can happen, then how come that can? I'm sorry, I just nerded out there for a second. Wrong podcast. I'm okay.
0: (laughs) We could do a whole <laughs> hour yeah, and
1: Yeah, the Marvel Universe needs its own
3: hour. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Cool.
4: Yes, my um, my brother is also a Marvel nerd, and uh, he loves everything Marvel, so I watch everything with him. Uh, he, When What If comes out, and even when, like, WandaVision and um, all the other shows this summer, Loki, everything, he'd, he'd get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and watch it when it would come out, and I would watch it the next day at night or whatever. But... Um, currently reading so I really like Il- Elon Hildebrand um, as an author she does like all these Nantucket beach reads which I know is ironic since I'm not a huge beach person but I do like <laughs> you know I do like listening to or reading her books um, and so her newest book that I have is called Golden Girl and so I've been reading that I'm about three quarters of the way through it so I've been enjoying that and someday I'll go to Nantucket because I've never been there so you know maybe after reading all of her books I'll be inspired to travel there even though it's not that far
0: brilliant um thanks so much everybody and hopefully like i said we'll just do it out there there's an open invitation to ireland so hopefully you know aaron will see you back over um uh, hayden and jesse absolutely and joanne you have an open invitation as well um Mm -hmm. d you can come up to dublin anytime um so anyway i'd love to (laughs) yeah absolutely come on over um look i i just want to thank um our our three um interviewees, uh, podcast conversationalists, Um, Hayden Green from Manhattan College, Um, Aaron Morell from Albertus Magnus College, and uh, Deaconelli from Mary Macklett College, uh, Limerick in Ireland. I want to thank you so much for joining us our podcast today. I hope uh, certainly you, the listeners, enjoyed uh, the conversation, and we would encourage you, um, you know, to link in with the with the international experience in any form, even if it's not this year. Certainly, make sure watch out for it next year because certainly I think I hopefully all three. I, th- I hope you get getting a sense of you know how beneficial and, and kind of the value it's it's adding to their day to day work. So Hayden, Aaron, Dee, thank you so much for joining.